Welcome back to Trendsetters, everybody. Uh, last time a tower exploded, and by that I mean the top buildings of a tower. The players Never managed forget. to save a lot of people. Specifically, they managed to save Bradford Arlen. After that, the plan is to just pretend that Bradford Arlen is dead and hope that they can manage to get around Matthew Mason wanting to basically bowl in a china shop his way through restructuring the DHEA. And that's basically where we left off, so I think it's most appropriate to rewind the clock a couple hours and start with Megalad. It's me, Megalad. It's you. Hi, Megalad. No, he's banned so from this universe. You are in the current PEDL headquarters, which is a sort of like a dark warehouse-looking thing. There's like lighting that has like exposed tubes and like open ventilation everywhere. It's very minimalist, as if like they are planning to bug out at any second. And in fact, from the hubbub that you're getting from the current situation, the idea is to probably bug out as soon as they are done some important stuff. You were just told that Bradford Arlen has been killed. And A then goes, anyway, go see Doc Wagon. You need to get patched up. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I go, I go see the doctor and I doubt this scene really needs role playing. Oh, yes, it does. Actually. Okay, excellent. <laughs> I have I, I spent my significant milestone to heal my severe, well, start on the road to healing my severe consequence that I took from getting stabbed by a Valkyrie. So you step into a very makeshift ER, and there you see the only member of the upper leadership of the uh, PEDL with an actual like name as opposed to just a letter designation. His name is known as Dockwagon, and he's wearing like a custom-made leadership outfit. This one has like a blue doctor's coat over the normal attire, and then also with like a big medical cross on his suit. And he turns to look at you, and you imagine it's rather dramatic. If he, if he had some sort of hair, it would be like flowing in slow motion. And he goes, good, you're here. Quickly, get on the table. We'll attend to your wounds before I have to go deal with my horrible ex-wife. Colin, are you kidding? This guy? This guy is part of the PEDL? Yeah. Yeah. Everything. I'm going to fucking orbital drop your entire state. Megalad notices that everything is now running at a slightly higher frame rate. Okay, yeah. I get on the bed. I love this guy. Immediately. He starts running like his hands over your wounds and he is going to try and actually heal I'm a them. doctor. So, uh, first of all, you did you have a you had a one of each, correct? Hello, I'm Dr. Wound Touch. Uh I mean, yeah, I mean, technically the bullet wounds heal at heal at the end of the session, but sure. Um I have bullet wounds and a healing chest wound. So, sure. Okay. Yes. So, first of all, he's going to try and heal up the uh, the minor wounds 
I can find the correct thing. Here we are. He's using his power, which has a plus six in healing. So uh, um, he, I don't think he can fail healing the. He minor definitely wound. can't fail because healing a minor consequence happened. Just happens. So. Yeah, because uh, even if he rolled all four four minuses, he would still hit a two, which is the difficulty. So he it heals that. Doesn't just happen. You do have to have a successful. Stress happens. goes away at the end of scene. No, that said, Colin. If he gets all minuses, he will have to succeed at a minor cost. Oh, true. True. So let's go ahead and do that. Oh, look, he didn't. Congrats. <laughs> I discussed my hair. Right. All right. So he goes, great. Those wounds have healed. Unlike the wounds left by my horrible ex-wife. Christ. She should be in jail, but she keeps getting away with it. We'll get her. Don't you worry, Doc Wacken. <laughs> Thank Her you. and that, my twin brother. Uh, he goes, thank you. Who has amnesia? <laughs> All right. Can you do anything about the voice in my head? He's going to try and heal the uh, moderate wound now. Uh, I don't have time one. to scroll oh, through all the NPCs okay. and make a guess at who his horrible ex-wife is. <laughs> I don't actually have a handout for her yet. Yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, no, Somewhere out there, wound. there's another person who's constantly living in a soap opera, but we haven't run into her yet. Yeah. I have a severe consequence, which I have already renamed to begin the heal recovery process, but... The, the severe consequence is actually healed up because he rolled a seven on a difficulty six. So those wounds are all patched up. You are completely good to go. Wow, you're the best doctor I've ever met. Colin, does he have a stunt that eliminates recovery time? It's part of his powers. So, mm. yes. Okay. I will spend a fate point if you think that makes it more fair. That is, it is, considering that a severe consequence is supposed to stick around for an entire arc, and you're just clearing that up instantly i Look, feel like there should be additional you've, costs you've okay. written on the thing significant milestones if you have any severe consequences you can rename them to begin the recovery process yeah begin the recovery process which is the length of one entire arc yeah and this is the end of the arc the uh, the chest wound arc is over yeah it should be <laughs> it should technically be uh longer than that but i'm spending a fate point to have him heal that up completely he goes there I can't do anything about your broken heart, though, but one thing at a time, one thing at a time. Now, if you excuse me, I have to leave before the base is exploded. Otherwise, I'll never get to see the justice against my horrible ex-wife. He turns around dramatically and starts walking away. We're going to find out this dude's not even married. <laughs> no, he's not, because it's his ex-wife. <laughs> Congrats, you caught on. But yeah, the, after a while, like the haze sort of leaves your mind and you're like, wait a minute, what the fuck? Did he say exploded? <laughs> there is a grunt who's like walking by, like carrying some equipment. And he's like, uh, yeah, we have like three minutes before we torch this place. So you might want to like get your stuff out of your locker and go. Oh shit, my costume. <laughs> All right, and um, there is a there is a warning after a little while. Like, there's some rudimentary uh, loudspeakers that are set up that says uh, the base is going to 
be torched in like five minutes, then they give a four minute warning, then a three, okay. then a two. So presumably I have to do the Metroid escape scene. No, no, it's it's easy enough. Like you still have your teleporter. You can just like teleport to yeah. wherever after grabbing the stuff out of your locker. So. Yeah, I can just teleport from platform to platform. Uh, where do you head to after getting your stuff out of your locker? Because that's not going to take very much time at all. This place isn't that big at all, honestly. Well, they've not told me to be anywhere, so I guess I'm going home. And by home, I mean to the moon, where I live now. All right. And on the moon, I get changed back into the Megalab costume. And out of the costume that's literally probably bugged. No, I know it's bugged. They told me it was bugged. Yeah, yeah, the mask, they, they watch you through the mask. Yeah. So, so I turn the mask away from me as I get changed. <laughs> After a couple of hours, like, you're, you've been... Well, I wanted to do something first. Yeah, um, Yeah. Yeah. So seeing as I know the mask is bugged, the first thing I'm going to do is walk to a different room. No, in fact, I'm going to go and just float in space. The, the one place that they can't see me, potentially. Certainly can't hear me. I'm not making noise. Well, also, there's no sound in space. Yeah, exactly. I'm not making noise. And I need to think, because there's something there's something bugging me about this whole hypnosis thing, which is I know there's supposed to be words, and I know what the words are, because I had the words removed. You ripped them out of your head. I ripped them out of my head. It hurt. But they've not said any weird words. In fact, they've not said the words that I know there to be. So I need to think carefully and see if I can remember the last time, the last mission I did for them. Or perhaps, yeah, the last the last one or two missions. And what I need to remember is both what I did and what the process was for them getting me ready. All right, so I'm going to need you to roll. This kind of sounds like Will, so I'll make it Will difficulty six, because you're trying to remember some stuff that you may have damaged while ripping it out of your head. Okay. Well, do you want to spend a fate point and re-roll that? Yes, please. (laughs) Okay. That's a zero, audience. That's a zero, everybody. Woof. Is there another aspect other than like your high aspect that you can invoke to re-roll that again? Megalad tries to think. Fails. I mean, I can't really make a six even. I can make plus two. I can make a five easy. Do you have all these fate points? Technically, I should. But mind, you have to invoke an aspect every time and it has to be a different yeah. one because this is the I'm, same role I'm assuming that this is a this first one was the, your high aspect but uh yeah so I can spend modified brain okay that's definitely one I think faking it till I make it out alive I'm I mean the whole point of this aspect the whole point of this arc is that I'm trying to use what memories I can remember to sort of bluff so I'm pretty sure that would apply. So are you spending these to get extra points, or are you spending this to re-roll? I think I'm making a five and then succeeding at a minor cost. No, because the difficulty was six. 
Oh. So you're gonna need one more. Mm. Well, here's the, here's the thing, real quick before we continue. That second one, the one, is still a net minus two on the dice. So statistically, you're still better off with another reroll for the modified brain invoke. All right, I'll take your word for it. Okay, we'll do that then. That's a three. Okay, so you're still at a five with the faking until I make it out alive. Yeah. Unfortunately, you merely rolled neutral. Can, is there uh, any more aspects that you can invoke? I, mean, I, can, I can bullshit that I'm trying to use my power. It seems to do my, pretty much everything else. Okay. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, like if you want to... Yeah, so go ahead and spend another fate point. Okay, vote yeah, that's that that half my fate points used on this one roll. It's an important roll. Now, do you want to spend another one to succeed? No, I'm not going to No, I, I think just succeed. <laughs> I think just succeeding, because okay. this is... So, the thing is, you haven't gone on too many missions with them until the trendsetters just, like, fucked off for a couple of months. They didn't use you for this sort of thing at all. But you do remember that there was, like, a certain process for, like, the one or two times they have used you, which was they didn't do any of, like, the trigger words, but that's because you were actually under the influence of the original vampire hypnosis thing. Uh, But that being said, like, there was when you went back down there that is, like, that's sort of bugging you. Why would they take you back down to be re-hypnotized if you were already hypnotized to do what you want? Or what they want? I won't give you the full answer because you didn't succeed with style, but I will give you that direction to go in. Okay, so why wouldn't they do it? I'm spending the next few hours thinking. Okay. Winnie the Pooh voice, think, 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 think. <laughs> Why isn't this working? It works after a while. So, it made sense to start with Megalad to figure out like what happened in the immediate aftermath, but who wants to go next? Uh, so... To recount what everybody's plans are, it's Felix is going to be leaving on an all-day ski date. First thing I'm doing is going to talk to Pawlowski about the teleportation device, and Zero is going to be working on more recruitment for the Bureau raid. Yep. So I don't know, DM? What do you, you know what, let me ask you, Colin, what do you want to do first? What makes most sense to have happen first? Ooh, that is... Hmm. Well, I, I could just volunteer. I got a bunch of vignettes to do, after all. Okay, vignettes. yeah, let's start with Bobbin. I like a nice vignette on a salad. No, that's vinaigrette. No, that's vinaigrette. You added an extra syllable. No, that's vinaigrette. All of you shut up. <laughs> anyway. Zero, what are you doing? Well, I think under the circumstances, I would prioritize switches connections at this point. 
So I would be trying to get in touch with either Professor Gears or the Mad Magpie. One is significantly easier to get a hold of without uh, Robin present than the other. <laughs> right, and I was figuring I could get Robin's input oh. on uh, you know, prioritizing. Okay, so we would be in the base, and I would be like getting out my phone and saying I'm going to call Pawalski and uh, get a face-to-face, and then you come in with... As you are doing that, I must continue my plans for gathering a team to fight against the Time Bureau. I... Right. Yeah. Um, like I said, I am going to help you with that as soon as I get out of the time chamber. I would wish for your assistance as soon as possible in getting in touch with either the Mad Magpie or Professor Gears. Do you believe it would be suitable for me to contact either of them while you are indisposed? Um, not the Mad Magpie. She's very particular. I will have to be present the entire time for it, and also I will have to physically bring you in. I can call my dad, though. Understood. Just set you up. Um, sure, I'll do that phone call first. Colin, what time of day is it? I would say it's, like early to mid-morning, but, like, it doesn't seem like it. It seems a little bit, like, earlier, but only be- if because, like, it's sort of dark out and there's a snow starting to fall because it's February in western New York. 27th. Yes. Second to last day. Uh, okay, so then I can reasonably assume that he will be awake and that it is appropriate for me to call him, so I will call him. Ah, Robin, it's good to hear from you. Yeah, hi. I'm sorry, I don't really have a lot of time to talk and catch up. We can do that later. Uh, Zero has a, um, a project that it would like to talk to you about. Uh, business stuff, important and urgent. Would Are you available right now? Uh, I believe I can be available now, yes. Um... I will meet it at the base. Is that fine? Uh, mine or yours? Yours. It is easier for me to get there than it would be for you to get here. Okay. Yeah. Sure thing. Excellent. Wonderful. Uh, I will be there in a short amount of time. Okay. Thanks. You're welcome. I hope to hear from you soon. I miss you. Yeah. Do my best. Hang up. Uh, he'll be coming here. He's on his way. Understood. And then about 10, 15 minutes later, there is a knock at the door and the cameras reveal that it is, in fact, Professor Gears wearing quite a big, floofy, heavy coat. And he's just sort of like standing and just waiting for the door to open. And Reagan goes... Hey, boss, I think there's a big-time supervillain outside the door. Yes, I invited him. Okay, cool. She taps on the computer. The door just automatically opens, which is a feature that was recently installed. I've just decided now. And he (laughs) walks in, like, brushes some of the snow off of his coat before finding a place to hang it up and uh, moves in. Greetings, Professor. Ah, hello, Nanite Colony 11. Uh, How are you doing today? Acceptable. 
good, good. Do you have anything warm to drink? Uh, it is quite cold out there. Reagan goes, uh, we got like coffee, like more some tea, hot chocolate. Ooh, hot chocolate sounds wonderful, actually. Yes, uh, please. And Reagan just immediately just like scoots away from the uh, computer to go get that set up for him. So that way you may talk to him while that is happening. One quick thing I'd like to do first is figure out whether he has come in person or not. He obviously has because he, his robots cannot eat or drink. So if he's getting a hot chocolate, then he's definitely come in person. Okay. Just making sure. Okay. So I uh, gesture to the meeting room. Uh, once we both take a seat, let's... Even before the hot chocolate arrives, I just... Uh, Say straight up, has Robin filled you in on all of the details of my current mission? No, they were, uh, they sounded quite busy, so they did not fill me on anything. I was just told that you wished to speak with me. Well, they had mentioned that they might have contacted you earlier. Seeing as they did not, I will begin with the overview. It has come to my attention that the Time Bureau is compromised by the Transistor Tyrant, and therefore I wish to dismantle it. I see. That was it. Uh, so at this point, Reagan comes in with the hot chocolate. She's like, I hope that I, I just used the Keurig. I figured you'd want it fast and not good. Uh, that is actually appreciated. Uh, marshmallows? And she goes, fuck, and runs off to get some. Language, young lady. You're not my sister! You must excuse me. That was a condition on hiring her from her sister. Ah, I see. Um, well, I have a policy of not getting involved with anything involving the transistor tyrant. I presume that this is intended to preserve the safety of yourself and your team. Mostly my family. Uh, I, I would not give one lick if it was just me, but I have many people to watch over, and some of them have other people they need to watch over, and I will not be responsible for anything that happens to Victor's little girls. Or Victor or Sparrow or any of them. While I understand your apprehension, you are aware that this security is already compromised. Robin has a public vendetta against Archibald de Fay. And is publicly associated with you and your family. Archibald is not the sort of individual who shies away from harming a person's family. Trust me, I know all about that, and my answer remains no, because one person would make him consider maybe going after their family to teach them a lesson. Two members of the same family 
would make it a definite and paint a guaranteed target on the back of eight people that I care very deeply about. I am uncertain that I can agree with your threat assessment. However, I have also prepared a compromise offer. The reason I have requested your assistance with this is because I require mechanical expertise in foiling whatever usages of time the Time Bureau will attempt in order to defend itself against an assault. If you can provide me with the technology or a direction from which to gather technology that would defend my team from technological use of time, that would be sufficient. Uh, at this point, Reagan pops in with the marshmallows. Ah, thank you, thank you. He puts in like three and starts sipping. And he says, Actually, no, go ahead and um, let's make this a roll. Go ahead and roll rapport. We'll make this a static static difficulty against whatever his will score is. It's currently four. So go ahead and roll rapport at difficulty four. All right. So let's see. Uh, yes, I believe in this case what I will do is spend a fate point, invoke... Defend those who need defending. I'm trying to come up with a compromise with safety foremost in mind. Okay. That gets me up to four. Okay. So success at a minor cost. The minor cost is going to be like the defense that he gives you is not going to be as good as you want it. Like, I know, like, you're thinking of you want basically anything but this is going to basically amount to a one-time use boost that cannot be refreshed he sits and he thinks as he sips at his uh, hot chocolate and he goes I can provide you with one thing and it will not be exceptionally great it is temperamental it is difficult to work with and it is without me looking at it for many days mostly impossible to repair within a reasonable time frame but it will help probably exactly once but it will help I however I'm not going with you, and I am not going to provide any more for fear that it will lead more to me. And just for the record, I know firsthand what Archibald the Fae is capable of, and your assessment about the level of threat that he poses should more than one person in the same family get involved is incredibly incorrect. Perhaps you have misunderstood. My point is not that he would not target you 
more readily if you were to get directly involved. My point is that he is waiting for the right moment already. And I do not want to push him over the edge. We are going to be pushing him over every edge. I suggest that you prepare yourself, regardless. If any of my family gets hurt, I am holding you personally responsible, and there will not be an antivirus in the world good enough to protect you from what I will do. Noted. Wonderful. Glad we are on the same page. Is that all we need? Discussions have concluded. However, you may wish to stick around. I believe Robin will be stopping by the base at some point this evening. Hmm. That will be nice. I will take you up on that offer, yes. Switch. So after I call Gears for Nikolai, I then make a second phone call. Okay. I'm calling Pulaski. Yes. It goes to voicemail initially. However... I call her again. That's, that's what I was about to ask you, if you want to call her again or if you're just going to leave a voicemail. So... You do get her on the second ring, and she goes, Yes, Pulaski, hi. Sorry I didn't answer the first time. Things are still crazy here. I'm sure they are. Where are you right now? Uh, at the base where I will probably be for the foreseeable future, because the building was on fire. Big show of a security breach. Are you at the building right now? Yes, I am at the building right now. Okay, what floor? Uh, we're currently on the 83rd. We're trying to figure out what the hell happened here with Herja. I will be there in two minutes. All right. Probably less. Okay. I hang up. Teleport to outside mm-hmm. of the DHEA building. And I know everybody's kind of freaking out about a big security breach, but I'm just going to kind of blow past security and head straight for her. Um, Actually, when you appear, you immediately get several guns trained on you because they have been told to watch out for people just appearing out of thin air. However, they do have good trigger discipline, so they don't immediately start firing. And then someone in charge says, stand down, it's a trendsetter. And they go back to what they were doing before. All right. As I said, I'm just going to her. I just I just want to let you know that tensions are high. Okay. So you go up to floor 83, where she is currently, like kneeling down next to what appears to be a puddle of blood and she's going okay so if the wings torn off here oh hey you yes robin hi um you you and you uh keep figuring out what tried to go on they salute and move on and she moves over and she goes sorry the the cameras on this floor were cut and she is still unconscious so we don't have a clear picture of what exactly went on yet. All we know is that at some point they crashed out the window and then came back in. Things happened. I'm just, how are you? 
as she is explaining that, I'm going to hit her with checkup. You try hitting her with checkup, you get nothing. You get absolutely nothing. And then if you try using it, doing it again, you still get absolutely nothing. I just kind of frown at that. What? What's wrong? What's what's going on? You know, don't even worry about it. Okay. Um, you're probably super tired right now, yeah? Ah, uh, considering I haven't slept in... She looks at her watch. Um, 20 hours? Yeah. Cool. I would like to make a trade with you. Okay. I would like to trade you the best night of sleep you have ever had in your entire life in five seconds for you putting the thing I'm about to ask you on the top of your priority list. Okay. Question. How exactly would I get that sleep? Please be specific, because uh, it might not work depending on how you propose it. Uh, I'm going to use a trick with my powers. Stop. Can't do it. What, like at all? Yeah, um, my superpower is that I absorb cosmic energy, and so powers don't work on me. Uh, technically it's not cosmic energy. It's technically something else. That sounds like horseshit, but I'm pretty sure it still wouldn't work. I mean, I'm willing to try. All right, if you try and it works, I will definitely give you the thing. Like, I, I'll promise you that right now. It doesn't matter what you're about to ask, I'll do it. If not, then we're going to have to find some other way to, uh, to make this work. Sure. Okay. All right. Um, stand by. I have not used this on another person yet, but I am 100% certain that there will be no adverse side effects. Especially with you. Okay. So, you are trying to use a power to swap your amount of sleep with no. her amount of sleep? Oh. oh. No, no, no. I am using Refresh. It's the power that I invented hmm. when I came back from heaven, which completely refreshes your body. Scrubs out all your neurons, gets rid of all muscle fatigue, uh, cleans you just refreshes your entire body. It's, it's a whole night's sleep in a single drop. Okay. I'm not even going to tell you to roll or spend a fake point or anything, because it does not work. Blar. You really can't turn that off. No, it's a passive thing that I don't control. I narrow my eyes, annoyed. I promise you that if I could do it, I would. Because honestly, sometimes that would come in real handy. Like when I have to go to the hospital, I can just go to that weird guy who thinks he's in a soap opera. You would just be able to wave his arms over him like my broken arm and that would be great. I would love that. Can't do it. All right. Well, it's something else then. All right, so, well, first tell me what you want and then I'll tell you what I think you can give me for it. 
there's an equipment depot about 90 minutes outside of Casper, Wyoming, where some teleportation devices are being kept. I need one. Okay. Okay. So, on the one hand, I think that as only as acting director, I could get in trouble if I gave those to you. On the other hand, um, what can you do for me that would be... If you could, like, find a way to unscramble the footage from the cameras, that would help out a lot. I, I'm pretty sure the cameras up top are a lost cause. They were exploded, after all. But, like, if you could get... If you could try and get, like, anything to help us to figure out what happened here and who did it, that would be... I would... Yeah, I would risk getting in trouble for, uh, for that, for that. Okay, well, I am not a tech head, so I... Uh, is there a way that I can bullshit this quickly? I fold my arms and I stare at the ceiling. I just kind of go still. Uh, as you're doing that, she starts uh she she lets you think um she does occasionally like stop someone and quietly gives them orders so that way she doesn't like break her concentration okay um i have an idea it's going to be experimental it might make things worse i mean at this point i'll take whatever i can get okay I need something that isn't broken. And I need you to show me to where the servers are that have the footage. She takes off the watch that she was wearing earlier, hands it to you, and starts going to the elevator to take you to the server room, which she does. Okay. Follow her the whole way. And, yeah, it's a server room. It's pretty big because it's, like... DHEA headquarters and also this where this is where the big boss was so obviously they're going to like pump a lot of money into it so it's a pretty huge server room very cold as well okay I assume she shows me to the specific server that has the scrambled data yes and she goes uh, this one she just sort of taps on it Mind if I shut this bank down? Uh, no, go ahead. I'm gonna do that. Shut the bank down. Unscrew the hard drive that is attached to the server and, like, pull it out. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna assume there's a table in the room that I can put it on. Yes. It's a slow process because, again, my left arm is still slow and uncoordinated, so I'm basically one-handing all of this. Mm-hmm. And then when that's done, I'm going to pull up a chair and I'm going to put my one good arm onto 
the server. And I am going to try to combine my two power sets. Okay. Because, see, here's the thing. When I was God, I could target anything. So I know that that's possible, even things that are abstract or fuzzy or don't have like a like a definite physical existence. I could target events, uh, you know, even like the start of an event, I could target its timing. So I know it's possible, I just don't have that awareness right now. But I'm also equipped with a set of powers that basically does what you tell it. So I want to wrap my dimensional powers around my swapping powers. And I want to target the data that is in this hard drive and the watch, and I want to swap their integrity. Okay. So, I'm going to re require a roll for both Blast and Swap. Blast will be at difficulty, we'll say four. Okay, just have to roll even for this one. I roll even. You roll even, so that is a success with a minor cost. So. I was going to have the swap difficulty be five. It is now six. Okay. I still just have to roll even. I <laughs> roll even. You roll even again. I am going to spend a fate point to get it to a clean success. Okay. Uh, I am going to invoke the fact that I am a bubbling cauldron of dimensional energy. I'm aware of this power in a way that is uncommon to those who wield it due to the fact that it is new to me. I was not born with it. I have not been feeling it my whole life. All right. So yeah, you do it. You don't know if it works right away or not because you don't have access to the footage yet. So by the time, so you- Well, the watch would break. Oh, okay. Um. It's so a, because the watch was an unbroken, fully integral yes. component. Okay. When I compromised its integrity, it would screw up somehow. It was a digital watch. Um, so when you do that, the little like backlight starts like blinking on and off by itself before going out, and then like the battery just dies. And she looks at it and goes, "Well, I mean." Glad I buy them cheap. I pick it up and I hold it in front of me, and just this like maniacal supervillain smile spreads across my face, and I just <laughs> that worries me. Stop making that sound, please. I have enough on my plate. I don't need supervillains laughing like that right now. There's like a <laughs> okay, that's real hard to hold in right now. Um. Help me get this thing plugged back in. Uh, yeah, she moves to help out and then immediately like goes like up to her office 
well, the office that she's using because her office was also like on the upper floors. So that's currently exploded. So she has basically kicked someone out of their office and is using theirs and pulls up the footage and goes, oh, right there we go. All right. Yes. Okay. We just need to back it up. And eventually you get to a point where you see a figure wearing the PEDL colors in a like traditional superhero style comes in with a big blue cape, blue project refraction mask on and starts working with the firebug to break into the room where the device was. And then you see Herja come in and then you see the fight at some point. There's nothing there for a while because they did fight outside, but that's easy enough to piece it together. They come back in and the figure stabs Herja through the shoulder and then rips a wing off. And there is sound with this. They did spring for the security cameras with sound. And I'm not even going to make you roll for it. That's, you know, that's fucking Negalad. Like he's disguising his voice and there's like a voice modulator, but also like the power set, the build, and the fact that there's an English accent. It is fucking Negalad. I'm also talking like this. I, I did say you were disguising your voice and also the modulator. I feel these guys need to get a better voice modulator if it can just be figured out by listening. Well, I've listened to you more than most people. Yeah. I have an advantage. And it's less the the voice that you're using and more the accent that is being used. I'm the only English person in Halcyon City. <laughs> With your height and build and power set... And the fact that I know that you are presently attempting to go, or at least you're claiming to presently attempting to go deep cover in this organization, which I know is connected to the one you actually said you were going to, I can put it together. That could be old Megalodge, you don't know. <laughs> could be Grimbungus. I, I watched him die. Uh, I'm not going to say anything. All right. I'm kind of tempted to have you roll deception in order to hide your facial expression on that, though. So what what this would be is she would roll empathy. Yes. To try and read me. And here's the here's thing that hasn't quite come up is you can defend against empathy with deception or rapport. And it doesn't tell you how exactly that is meant to be read, but I think it's just like you talk so hard, you like talk through them and don't give them a moment to read you. Okay, so I'm going to roll her empathy score. She and has a pretty I'm going to roll rapport. She does have a fairly good empathy score. I'm not sure if it's as good as your rapport, but it, she does have a fairly good score. In fact, the score is named good, so uh, gotta beat a four. I roll a five. You roll a five? Uh, am I going to spend a fate point on this? If only to drain your fate points as well. 
no, I'll need those later, please. <laughs> the thing is, I don't think any of her aspects really apply here. She has acting director of the DHEA in over her head and brain chipped. I don't think any of those would help her, like, read your facial expressions. So don't forget, you can invoke people's aspects against them negatively. Oh. Problem is, if you do that, I've got several that I can spend right back, and it will be a net neutral on the fate point expenditure once okay. the scene ends, which it's going to very soon, I believe. Okay, yeah, so I'll just let you have it then. Okay. So yeah, the, she... You know, I, I recognize that, like, this shit is going to show on my face if I don't do something to deflect it. And so, just like, uh, okay, cool. So, um, you know, not to be rude here, but this isn't the only thing I have to do today. And I am burning daylight, so if yeah. you can make those calls, yeah, uh, uh, I'll check in on you when I've got my other stuff done. Okay, yeah, it's going to take probably take a couple hours anyway, uh, between that and everything else um i've gotta let fuck hold on uh yeah you go and she starts pulling up the phone and she goes mason where the fuck are you get your ass here now i don't care that just take one of the private planes i am leaving the building Sundog. 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 Uh, so where Sundogs, do you want which this? Which you didn't know were a real thing until like two months ago. It was a little more than two months ago. Come on. Anyway, where do you want the scene to start? Do you want to start it in the on the car right there? Or do you want to start it at the arrival? Uh, I said last session that I was probably going to sleep most of the car ride up. So yes. I just wanted to know, like, if you wanted to, like, start there, like, you've gotten enough sleep and you have arrived or you're almost there, or if you just want to, like, start, get there, there. Uh, former. Okay. So, it is, I don't even know, like, where a good spot to go to. Alps? I don't think you can drive to the Alps. <laughs> I mean, it's... The Alps are in Central Europe. They divide Italy from the rest of the continent. Oh, it's I... incredibly well-developed. No, I mean, like, from New York. I was assuming that this was taking place relatively close. Oh, mm -hmm. well, in that case, it's the Catskills. Okay. Southeastern New York. Okay. All right. It's a bit of a drive because New York is a big state. In fact, like it's it's so big that I live closer to New York City than my girlfriend does, and she lives in Buffalo. Buffalo so you do Buffalo, get like Buffalo, Buffalo. a couple of hours worth of sleep, but you wake up like maybe, I don't know, 30 to 45 minutes before you arrive. And um, she's driving you in honestly a little bit out of character for her because she's usually just like she doesn't tend to flaunt her wealth too much but she does like a good sports car hmm that's what you take on a skiing trip a sports car 
<laughs> but when you wake up, she goes, Good morning, sleepyhead. Or actually, it's like afternoon now. <laughs> so. <sighs> All right. Thank you for driving. I had a weird night. No, it's it's fine. Like you. I know I tend to forget sometimes that you do that sort of thing because I don't like to think of you as Sundog, but also like when something big like that happens, I do remember that and I figured you would be like in the middle of it. So, yeah. Thankfully, buildings tend to explode a lot less these days. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, that is, that is pretty good. Um, I mean, that's mostly thanks to you guys and, you know, making sure that the city's, like, not a place where people go to, like, make a name just doing evil stuff. Like, you find out, like, why they're doing that and then help them out, so. Oh, yeah, and getting that, uh, getting that band pass. You know, that stops dynamite from being used as a construction material. People yeah. were surprising and resistant to that one. They're, honestly, yes. That I was. That was really weird how much people were, like, not wanting that to happen. My parents' building exploded, and my explode, buildings will explode too, damn it. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're, like, uh, uh, according to the GPS, like, 35 minutes away. Yeah. Good. Okay. Did you did you get good sleep? Like it was it I know that sleeping in cars is inherently not that great, but uh was it about no, as It's fine. I used to sleep on car trips all the time. I've learned how to do it. Alright. The trick is to not have bones. <laughs> okay. Uh Let's just stop having them. That's and that's why car seats are comfortable. <laughs> Uh, here I thought you were a dog. You turned out to be a cat the entire time. No, no, cats are a liquid. Their bones are also liquid. Oh, okay, I get it now. All right. And, it's like, it's getting to the point where, like, it's fairly mountainous and snowy, and it's starting to look pretty. It's just sort of interspersed with, like, you know, patches of, like, oh, there's just a big clump of, like, brown shit right there. That's one big pile of shit. <laughs> she does eventually ask. So, like, how do you deal with that sort of stuff? Hmm? Like, going in and saving people from burning buildings and stuff? It's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I could handle it, even with powers, you know? It, I mean, at this point, it's just like, I don't have to think about it, but when I started out, it was like, there is a very strong aversion to running into burning buildings, so conquering that's a big part of being a superhero. And I'm like, I guess, but also, did you learn to fight, or did you, like, get lessons, or do you just, like, go in and hope for the best? Um... Okay, it's a little embarrassing, but I kind of learned to fight by watching kung fu movies, and then I just had a oh, natural okay. agility that meant I could, like, do that stuff without oh, having to train for years. That's adorable. That's Don't adorable. Anyone, okay? <laughs> no. That's, I promise that's I won't you, tell That's us. yours. That is for you, and if I find that in the pawn shop, I'm going to be very upset. 
Um, oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of being upset if you find something in a pawn shop, uh, check under your seat real quick. Oh? And when you look under your seat, there's a little box. It's not wrapped or anything, It's but it does look really fancy. And when you open it up, inside is a glasswork of a dog, and the glass has been, like, made to be yellowed, so it sort of looks like a yellow sun. So it's like, sun dog. Oh, this is adorable. Yeah, uh, remember... Is this custom made, or did you, like... I went to that glass place that you, uh, said that you first saw me at. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got, I got that made there for you. Oh, this is, I, I love this. Look at this. She looks like she wants to say something, but she just says, I'm glad you like it. Something to matter? Uh, no, no, I just realized something, I think. Um, I can tell you later. Okay, I'm gonna... This is... I promise it's not bad. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna put this... I, I, I want to keep looking at this, but we are kind of like on a car ride now, so I'm going to put this safely back in its box. Yes, thank you. It's not like... I mean, not like I can't replace it, but also at the same time, thank you. So, eventually, you arrive in the Catskills. There is a ski resort there that she has made reservations for because it takes a while to get here she figured he would want to do more than just one day so it's going to be like a weekend thing red so she gets you all signed in and your rooms are at like one of the top floors of one of the buildings and it's a pretty nice room also there's only one bed shocking <laughs> shocking Ah, I see you've been reading fanfiction. That's everybody's <laughs> favorite trope. Wait, so what's the fanfiction? Well, there's only one bed. I guess we're going to have to fuck about it. <laughs> anyway, uh, she's she puts her stuff on the bed and starts uh, getting ready. And she's like, um, just so you're aware, I have not been skiing in years. I'm sure that I'm rusty, so no Black Diamond courses at at first, we'll stick please. to the bunny slopes at first. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not bunnies. I don't think I'm that rusty. It's just a couple times at first. Okay. Just to be sure. Yeah, just to be sure. I'm kind of rusty, too. <laughs> so, when she changes into her ski gear, her attire is mostly colored red. She tends to wear a lot of reds, and her ski suit is no different. What's your ski suit look like? Hmm, I don't really know what skiing gear looks like. Uh, Just imagine Ned Flanders and you're wearing nothing at all. Nothing at all. <laughs> nothing at all. Mostly ski gear consists of the skis, the special boots that clamp onto them, and uh, maybe some glare goggles. Okay, so just cold weather gear and then extra shit. Yeah. I went skiing all of once. That's more one more Scouting time than me. Trip. I've gone skiing a few times. Hmm. Yeah, they're basically like special goggles that have uh, yellow glass uh, cut down on glare. I guess I got to decide on a color theme, huh? You don't have to. I was just wondering if you did. So if you don't want to, you can be like, and it just looks like whatever. 
Let's go with like not a garish chartreuse, but like like a high vis kind of chartreuse, yellowish green with black accents. All right. Uh, okay. It's very obviously like not brand new. This is probably I just like had to dig it out of the closet. And it's she looks at you and not she's like ready, but it's worn and yeah. like lovingly worn. Okay, so I was going to say that she she was going to be like asking if you want new stuff, but if it looks lovingly worn, then uh, she would know that and like just let it happen. And she does eventually make her way for the bunny course. Let's go ahead and roll athletics to see if like you fucking face plant on the bunny course. So we're gonna make this difficulty zero. So oh, wait, no, you can't possibly fail. I don't think because. Hmm. What's your athletic score? Uh, it's five. Yeah, so you can't possibly fail. Let's see if she fails, because she doesn't have any anything in athletics. I roll mine anyway. Well, uh, she's rustier than she thought she was. Cause Opposites she... attract. <laughs> for the folks at home, that is a minus three for Tiffany. Yep, she starts skating down, gets about two ski lengths ahead of her, and immediately eats shit. <laughs> well, no wonder if she put skates on. <laughs> you know what I mean, skis. Right, uh, oh, she, okay. She, she, does, right? she does get up. She's laughing. She's like, holy, I hate shit. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> I can't, I can't even, sh I can't, I can't sugarcoat no, no, this one. No, you hate shit immediately. You, go, go ahead and laugh. It was, it's funny. Oh, Glad I did not do the uh, the black diamond courses. <laughs> All right, back on your feet. Come on. All right, let's go. The snow out your britches. She spends the next, I don't know, we'll say hour or two just like practicing and trying to remember like how skiing works. So that way she does not immediately like face plant again. French fries. So after a couple hours, she's like, okay, I am, I'm having fun. I think I've got it down to the point where like we can start doing on anything other than the, uh, than the bunny hills. However, I am freezing. I need to, we should go warm up. Yeah. You are halfway soaked. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, let us go find a fire and sit by it. Preferably one in a building. Yep. Or outside, actually. Outside fire would be good, too. But building preferred. Okay. Um, so you go back to your room, well, the hotel, because I'm sure that the fire would be, like, in the lobby. And she finds a concierge, uh, gets a blanket, wraps herself in that, and, like, goes to sit by the fire. All right. All right. I'm going to go grab some hot chocolate or maybe tea. What do you... Uh, no, hot chocolate sounds great uh i don't marshmallows no thank you actually but if okay. you could like like if possible you don't have to worry about it if you can't do it but if possible like a a little bit of mint in it right i'll okay. see about i'll see what they got dum, 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 dum. hi i need two hot chocolates is there any way you could put like a little shot of like mint flavoring or something in one of them i can't do mint flavoring we don't have any of that but the the person behind the desk finds like 
an actual like mint that you would put in your mouth and just like once the hot chocolate is done he just like sort of dunks it in there like i've uh, done that before it works i it's not as good as like actually mint flavoring but it's it's good enough okay sure thanks uh roger uh it's it's just roger it's, it's not there's like an umlaut there no, that's just dirt. He oh. Just it off. Okay, Roger. Okay, yeah. Uh, and when you come back with the hot chocolate, she looks at it. She's like, I thought you said, I thought, is that a marshmallow? Kind of looks like No, that's like, um, I asked for mint flavoring and they just put like a breath mint in it or something. She sips at it. He says, like, he says it's cool. I don't know. I can get you a new one. She sips at it and she's like, not as good as I was hoping, but better than I was expecting. Okay. Well, so, small victories. Yeah. And she just spends a little bit of time just, like, cuddling with you by the fire. Aw. Aw. Megalad. Ding! I got it. <laughs> I always believed in you. If they're not trying the words, then obviously the base is fucking bugged. With bugs. Base bugs. No. No, sun dug in my head. Audio bugs, or possibly video bugs. Cameras. I'm glad I'm saying this in space so no one can hear it. <laughs> Tiny little alien bugs that are bred specifically to capture images and audio. Mm, fucked up if true. You may have hurt your brain a little bit more than you thought with that lobotomy. Maybe. That must be why I hear voices. We want pizza. Yes, pizza. But first, I've got to figure out how to get a message to the others without being spotted. Send them a message on a pizza. <laughs> we'll call that plan B. <laughs> Honestly, not as insane as it first sounds. No, he's probably watching the pizza places. He knows you guys get pizza all the time. It's the only thing you've ever ordered. Check the tapes. <laughs> <laughs> Little sandwiches. Let's spell out a message. Right, I've got an idea. Okay, um... A falafel. No. Alphabet soup. Megalad has one canon... Well, two canonical hobbies. I established that he has a Steam account. Okay. Jesus Christ. No, this is, this is the only way. I need to play video games, and I need to use my powers to see the code. Okay, so can't get a signal to steam from here because you're in space. So are you going to go down where there is signal, which is to say, not space, or are you going to do something incredibly dumb? Eat an entire bag of potato chips. I need to visit my neighbors. Maybe they have a working internet signal. And potato chips. 
I knock on my neighbor's door. My space neighbor. I, I think it would be funny. They don't hear it because there's no sound in space. Well, I use the doorbell, obviously. Okay. I think it would be funny when you push the doorbell, giant cannons arm and aim themselves at you, and a tiny video screen says you have 10 seconds to leave my property or you will be vaporized. And then there's a little countdown. Obviously, these neighbors aren't friendly. I check my other neighbors. <laughs> On the other side of my house. Fucking moon libertarians. That's where all libertarians went. They all went to the moon. We're better off for it. These guys are not getting invited to the space barbecue, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Alright, so... This one... I'm trying to decide if I want to. If you weren't expecting this, were you? No, I wasn't. I, like, I, like I said, <laughs> this house was made of straw. <laughs> uh, there's no air in space, so um, no. Then what am I breathing? <laughs> Your I own farts. Energy. Your own farts. There we go. Ooh. So you ring the doorbell to this one. And eventually a little robot, like a door on the side, just like opens up and a little robot wheels out. It looks up at you, gives you a scan and uh, retreats back in. And then one the set shuts. of doors, no, the, well, the, ro the robot door shuts. The big doors that let people in open. Oh, this guy seems nice. I go in. All right. The doors close behind you. There's the sound of pressurization and then you hear yo I, what, what, what do you want from me I, I pay my taxes I pay my moon taxes just like everybody else okay good um, fine glad to hear it moon taxes are illegal they, sh they should be banned but I pay them ask him if he has any moonshine later fine what is this I don't know but I love him <laughs> Someone I'm making up completely wholesale because Zantos oh, is doing okay. something incredibly stupid. Hey, do you have an internet connection? No! The internet is a, a thing of the devil! I came up to the moon to get away from the internet guns on it! Okay. That's the chips. Oh, yeah, do you have moonshine? Of, co of course I do! What, uh, what, what do you take me for? Can I have some? You got any money? Um, you got any moon money? So I can pay my moon taxes? Are you a moon cop? Are you the moon fan? I, I, I told you, get you away from the mic. You, you know that moon money's only an illusion, right? The what? system, The system wants you to use moon money. Yeah, I know. And if you don't use moon money, then you, uh, they arrest you. Yeah, that's how they get you. They track each moon dollar. I knew it. I knew it. Hear that, Jeff? I told you. I told you. That's a coat rack. We just called a coat rack, Jeff. See, what we need to do is we need to use the internet to, to decentralize. I told you, you the internet is a thing of the devil. No, and I, but I don't. It, only if you use it wrong. Use right. We can we can decent. We can make our own currency. We must wield the powers of darkness against not, our masters. That's not regulated by big government, and we can use that moon money in order to 
get the government out of our business. I need you to roll roll four. Difficulty six. Six. Fuck off. Time to teach this moon libertarian about the dark web. (laughs) No. No. I'm not inventing space bit today, though. Well, okay. I I, I hear what you're saying. But the thing is, it would take a a really long time to build the internet here on my base on the moon. That would also connect to the the, the, the Earth's internet. So, um, you, you can wait. Like, I don't know. What would you say? Like, two years? We need a lot of Ethernet cord. We would need a lot of Ethernet cord. How did he hear me? I assumed you were playing a second character. No, I'm the voice. I'm Sundog that lives in in, in Megalad's head. I'm an indicator of larger problems. Okay. okay. Uh, the voice in my head says that we would need a lot of uh, Ethernet cable. We would need a lot of Ethernet cable. Why don't you just use satellite internet? Can I have some moonshine to shut up the voices in my head now? Don't kill me. I'm a real boy. I'll lend you one of my Megalad dolls. They do things. Whatever you ask them to. It's not a question of whether I want to. I am very lonely on the moon. It's not a question of whether I want to or not. It's a question of practicality. It would take a lot of time and a lot of materials to... Okay, okay, okay. I'll I'll get you. Now, can I have some moonshine? You got any moon money? No, I can. I can give you a, um, a, a robot, a better robot. I was about to say I already had a robot, but yeah, sure, why not? Okay, uh, cool. Do eventually get some moonshine. Excellent. Okay, we're halfway to solving. <laughs> um, no. Now then, do we want to meet more moon neighbors today? No, please no. Please just go to Earth. Fine, I'll go to Earth. I'll find an internet cafe. I'll log into World of Warcraft. You're fine to drive, bro. It's cool. (laughs) And I log into my World of Warcraft account and I start looking at the code. Okay. Hey. Like the Matrix. It's exactly like trying to see the Matrix. Hey. You should text your ex-girlfriend. I don't have a girlfriend sometimes. Never. Oh. You should text Robin. I'm trying not to text Robin. As you are starting to do that, there is a message that pings on your phone, and it is from Elaine. My phone is on silent. Okay. The text message will remain. But in the meantime... You know what we should do? We should dance. I need you to roll blast in order to change the code in a way that creates a message. Difficulty. Fucking hell. Wow. I was going to say six. But you rolled Why is it always a six? Pick a different number. You make you're trying to do hard things. You know what? Fuck it. I'm spending a fate point to make up a new power. I can do that. That's a better use of my time. I'm slightly psychic, therefore I can Hacker create... vision, go! No, I've created slightly sentient code. It's great. Slightly sentient code, okay. Alright, um... <laughs> Criminy. Look, we, we, need to resol- we need to resolve some of these blockages today. 
but now I'm not rolling a six. Now I need you to roll fucking deception in order to properly disguise it? That's a five. There's a five. There we go. It's still rolling in the negatives. It's still rolling in the negatives, but I mean, at least it's a number bigger than one. Okay, I need to keep this simple. So that is going to be the difficulty that people who might happen to stumble upon the code would need in order to decode it that aren't Robin or whoever you're trying to contact. Now, my one advantage here is that I don't think I've uh, got a transistor tyrant or Eskridge play World of Warcraft, so I'm pretty safe for now. Yeah. You don't know that. It's... He doesn't leave his castle. It's a pretty low chance, so, uh... He's a big nerd. He's a big nerd in different ways that involve that don't involve World of Warcraft, though. Well, I know for sure he ain't getting laid. So, <laughs> I, I feel like we have failed to establish what all of this is in service of. Yeah, it's just to... kind of been happening for no reason. I know what I'm doing in my head, and so does the sundog in my head. I'm in here, and no, he doesn't. Oh. <laughs> I would love it if we could state it for the listening audience and also all the people at the table. Well, buddy, what we need to do is get a message to the crew without me approaching them, because right. I'm being watched at all times. Right. So me, okay. playing vi- me playing video games is the most innocuous thing I can think of. And being Fair. able to control code with my mind means they can't see me typing. Weird, but all right. So your plan is to hack World of Warcraft to have it email the team? No, no, it's just, you know, when uh, Zero logs into his account, that's when it all begins. I know there's, like, in-game mail, right? I don't think Zero plays World of Warcraft. Zero is World of Warcraft. That's for Zero to decide. Zero bots, and he sells the gold, and that's actually, like, 90% of the team's income. (laughs) Look, it's just, you know, the code is slightly sentient. It doesn't have to stay in World of Warcraft. It can go wherever it wants. It's code. It lives on the internet now. It's It's slightly alive. Presenting the new World of Warcraft expansion. Hey, Robin, could you please come talk to me for a minute? That's definitely how that works. It, I'm, I'm Megalad. It's, it, it works how I say it works. As long as I can think it. And the GM doesn't call too much bullshit. I know I'm here for, for this particular brand of bullshit. Because I love the idea of slightly sentient coaches being like, you know what, I don't need to be in World of Warcraft anymore. I can go to Guild Wars 2. Exactly. Plus, I'm slightly psychic, which establishes precedent, and it advances the plot in a way I can't otherwise think of how to do. Does it? It achieves all our goals. So, yeah, the message. Uh, the message is... I'm still going to keep it simple, but not stupid. And the message is... Base is bugged. Everything you say is monitored. They know the plans. All the plans... Also, stole portal silencing device. There we go. Mention the drinking. It explains the message. <laughs> also, I can hook you up with space moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Okay. I, because you can see your slightly sentient code, I'm going to rule that. Once you send it off, before it goes anywhere, it gives you a salute. And Thank then you. zooms off. I do not salute back because I'm being watched. You shed a single tear for your child. Okay, now I just need to hope that someone who reads, who reads code gets hold of that, so... This plan is great. All right. be- where's your plan? Uh, let's go moon the top story of an office building. No, no, I've got this text. I need to deal with this text. Fine. By the way, Sp- uh, I've been alluding to the sundog that lives in my head all campaign, but ever since the brain damage, he's a lot louder now. <laughs> the moonshine didn't help. No. Anyway, let's read this text. Hi, Miglad. And then there's a smiley face emoji. Come to SCS as soon as you can. And then, like, more smiley face emojis. And then, um, got a special mission for you. And then there's, like, a clap emoji. That's super a trap. Yeah, she's definitely a robot. Even if I didn't know she was a robot, she's definitely a robot. Hey, let's kank Lobies and strangle Thorn. <laughs> um, I'm supposed to be infiltrating. I should probably go now that the she'll have seen I've read the text. All right, we'll log off in an end so we get the rested bonus. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I T-pose and float my way over. All right. So when you arrive, unlike the last couple times where you've had to wait for her to talk to mysterious people before going in, you're let in right away. And she goes, Megalad, great, good. I'm so glad you're here. Today... We're going to go to Chicago. Okay. So there's a senator, and he's going to want to, like, drag on the the DHEA, uh, like, trying to vote for the new director and everything. And we've got to make sure that he doesn't filibuster and that he also votes for Matthew Mason because we, I, I've met the man before, Fantastic! I think he's perfect for the job. It would be awesome if there was a center that was also a dragon. So, uh, a few things. We do want you to represent the Second Chance Society in this. Now, you're just going as my bodyguard. I will be doing most of the talking, naturally. But you don't want to send a confusing message, right? You don't want him to think that you're still with the trendsetters in that outfit, right? That would be confusing. You left them. Yeah, I don't want to do that. You're right. So, if you could, I know it says in your contract that you don't have to, but if you could, as a favor to me, from now on, just wear the uniform for the Second Chance Society and let people know that you're 100% behind us. Can I have something that flows behind me? Like a cape or a scarf? Mm, that sounds a little bit like you're still attached to the trendsetters, doesn't it? Nah, it's just branding. Mm. They let me have a, let me have a cape downstairs. She walks over to you and she goes, "What have we said about talking about downstairs in public places?" Hold on, uh, let me look this one up. Uh, <laughs> I think desperately nope. it's they have nope. said anything got, about that. I got nothing on this one. Sorry, you're on your own here. Quick, Colin, did I remember what they said about that? Roll will. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I was going to say difficulty four, unfortunately. Oh, like, what? yeah. Do, do you want to spend a fate point? No, I'm just gonna. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna guess. Make something up, quick. 
Uh, you said don't do it. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. I said don't. So, oh. don't. Okay, Mom. Anyway, we need you to just, just wear the uniform as everyone else does. Okay? Okay. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Okay. Put on the corporate mega lad outfit. <laughs> Probably not right there and then. No, but no. Obviously. In a changing like, room. Yeah, there's a changing room. And she says, I know you can fly faster than some sort of, like, like faster than sound, light. I don't know. But I can't, and I'm pretty sure that would tear my body to shreds. So we're just going to oh, take the plane. Shame. We're just, we're just going to take the plane, okay? Are there going to be, like, little packs of honey nut peanuts? Is, is there a drink? Can we get a pizza? There can be. Yeah. You can, you can okay. have a drink if you want. Yeah. Yeah. You have moonshine? And she heads into a car, and they're going to drive to, like, a private airport where you can get into a plane and start flying to Chicago. I think at this point, by the way, just for bookkeeping purposes... Uh, my moderate consequence would resolve at this point. Okay. Since it takes one session of time, and I got that fixed at, like, about the halfway point of last session. Okay. Right, so if the Mad Magpie requires... Robin's personal touch, then I think at this point I would go for Galen Taurus. Alright. So it's real easy to figure out where Alana Forest is, because Alana Forest is the one that shares her body with Galen. And Alana has sort of given up being an actor mostly because her adventures with Galen just don't give her enough wiggle room to get a big break and she's just so so tired of being relegated to just like stupid commercials that she's like there's got to be a better way of doing things so she's actually sort of become an internet influencer um she is mostly known for reviewing things that sponsors send to her. And she says, even though that she is sponsored, she's has it in her contracts that she is free to speak her mind about the product. And if she doesn't like it, then she will say that she doesn't like it. And that's that. So it's kind of easy to find her because you know where she lives and she basically works from home now. All right. Well, my communications prior to this point, setting up a meeting, would have been fairly straightforward. This is about superhero stuff, uh, so be prepared for that when I arrive. Yeah, sure, no problem. Um, you'll probably be talking to me, and Galen will be listening, but that's fine. All right. And so that having been established in texts or whatever other communication forms we use, I knock on her door uh, and uh, specifically ask her to enter a room without any broadcasting equipment in it. She leads you into her bedroom 
she doesn't have basically anything in there that has like a camera attached to it because she enjoys her privacy while she sleeps. The last thing she needs is some weirdo stalker hacking into her equipment and watching her sleep. So she doesn't keep that shit in there. She goes, all right, yeah, um, what do you need? Please excuse me, I must do this first. And I create that dome of silence we've established in previous episodes. Yes. I am seeking to dismantle the Time Bureau. Are you aware of its existence? No, no, I'm not. I, I, I'm maybe vaguely. I always thought that there might've been like somebody like making sure time doesn't fuck up, but I wasn't aware of like any official body. There is, and I would launch into a brief recap of what the Time Bureau is, how it was established, and most importantly, how it was very probably compromised. And that being established, giving her a second to process, I would say, I require someone for my team who is both capable in a fight and experienced with dimensional travel. The Time Bureau exists on a pocket dimension, and someone who understands the capabilities that such a pocket presents to its owners would be advantageous. He's thinking about it. Hold on a second. Alright, um, he's asking to speak to you directly, so give me a minute. Um, might get hot in here. I'm not sure how you handle hell heat, but, um... I am you... sufficiently grounded. Okay, uh, here we go. She says something in what you can only assume now, by now, is infernal, and she erupts into flames, and when the flames are done, Galen Taurus is standing there, and he goes, uh, Warrior Nikolai, it is good to see you again. Likewise. What can I do for you this day, my friend? Stop it. No, you're not doing this to me. You're not showing me up again. Fuck off. No. It begins. <laughs> anyway, Zero was saying. Likewise. My experience with traveling to other dimensions is strictly rooted in hell. The ways in and out are familiar to me. I'm not quite sure how much I could translate that to other pocket dimensions. Ask you, what of this war? What is your intention? Stop it. <laughs> There's a... I purposely don't make him rhyme, so that way I don't make it a blatant anagram. Because you're a ripoff. coward. That, that too. And you're bad at rhyming. While your experience with interdimensional travel may be limited, it is still significantly greater than that of most others who exist within this dimension. Furthermore, you have experience with beings who have access to what on Earth might be described as unusual forms of magic and power. 
I believe that with their access to the time stream, the Time Bureau may also have access to unusual power sources. Therefore, someone with equal experience with, to a human, exotic powers and abilities, such a person would be invaluable to our efforts. And, as I mentioned already, you are also quite adept in combat. Aha, indeed. Roll rapport. I don't actually have Alana or Galen statted, so I can just... So the difficulty was going to be four, because that's how I was going to be ruling that. So... That's a failure unless you want to spend a fate point. I will spend a fate point. In okay. this case, I will use Heist Fund Dispensation, because as Galen hems and haws, Nikolai will add, of course, your contributions will be significantly compensated. I do not have any purpose for... Hold on a moment. Alona is saying that she has purpose for money, so we will take it. This is agreeable. This is agreeable. I am willing to write out a contract ahead of time. Very well, and I will be sure to read it three times over. You don't survive long in hell without reading contracts very thoroughly. That was my impression of it as well. Until then, I believe a simple shake will do. And he'd shoot his arm out straight out towards whatever mass seems most like your body. Oh, um, my physical shape is still the same ah. as usual. The, the cloud of nanites creating the impenetrable sphere is relatively, uh, what's the opposite of dense? Oh, God. Why don't I know the name That's, of this? It's, I am so <laughs> brain farting, too. Oh, God. <laughs> We've got three people here who know the word and are struggling to remember it. Uh, the opposite of dense, um... Namtab. No, that's smart. a simile of dense. A simile. No, I'm, I'm smart. Not Thin, dense. loose, light, sparse. Close enough. <laughs> I think we all get the idea. Yes. The point being that Nikolai is still Nikolai shaped inside the sphere. Okay. And so yeah. is able to reach out a hand and. Uh, in Nikolai's tradition, match whatever strength of grip the other person presents. Uh, yes, and he pumps very excitedly and very heartily, and then leans in and goes, We are bound by blood. Your fate is matching my own. I am only kidding. Yes, I do not have blood. So then we shall strike at the heart of this time bureau. And at its core, Castora itself. Indeed. Is there anything else that you need at this moment in time? If the possibility should present itself, the legions of hell would be helpful. However, as I suspect you are not able to produce them, especially in so short a time, I will suffice myself with your presence. Indeed. In fact, it is very difficult for me to command the legions of hell, as I openly oppose its queen. I am, as one would say, somewhat of a rebel 
in the circles of hell. Until the day that queen is overthrown, I think you shall serve me well. Indeed I shall. And then he bursts into flames again, and Alana shakes her head when she reappears, and she's like, Okay, oh, well, looks like we're attacking an American government facility, um, but you are paying me a lot of money, which means I won't have to take any deals that, you know, I really wouldn't want to do because I say I speak my mind. It's I, I'm not allowed to fully speak my mind. I still have to say positive stuff about it or I don't get paid. And that sucks. I've reviewed some really awful stuff and it just kills me to have to say mostly positive things about it. Noted. If all goes well, the Time Bureau will be disavowed. Well, uh, Galen is yelling at me that we should start training. So I think he wants to go into like one of the outer layers of the capital of the city and like kill city guards. So that's going to be my next couple of days. Now he's yelling something about the police. Day. I, I have to. Okay. Yes, Galen. Yes, Galen. Okay. Thank you for coming over, Zero. Yes, Galen, I know! Robin! You're up next. What are you doing? Uh, I need to get my arm in working order and also several other things. So... I was robbed of five months. Yes. I feel like that's a good amount of time to get some shit in order. So, this probably warrants a fate point expenditure to establish a, uh, establish a truth about the setting. Okay. Leaving that up to you. Colin, the DM. Depends on what the set, what the thing is. Establish it for me, please. I know I, what it is, but this audience does not. <laughs> I want to establish the existence of a public service. I am going to call it the Anachronia Hotel. It is a hotel building. It is not a chain. It is one of a kind, and it exists only in Halcyon City. And it is a service partially paid for by the state where if you get timey-wimeyed, either dilated or compressed, you can go there to get your chronology reset. If, uh, if it's been stretched out and you need to compress it, there are like, it's basically like the Japanese capsule hotels. You basically go in there and you just lay down and go to sleep and don't experience things. And when you come out, you're fine. But if you need to stretch out your time, like for example, me in where I want to live five months in as short a time as possible, there's like a whole suite that you can go into and live for that amount of time. 
And which aspect would you invoke in order to make this a possibility with your fake point? Because you do have to invoke... Uh, I would invoke the setting aspect of Shining City on the Super Hill for Halcyon. Okay, that's fair enough. So yes, uh, expend that fate point. Done. All right. We're also going to rule that this is in uh, Buffalo, so the downtown area of Halcyon, just simply because that's where all the touristy shit happens. And this could be a pretty big tourist attraction. When you get in there, there... It's... Okay, so I want to clarify. It's not a tourist attraction. When you arrive, they do have a way of, like, evaluating your tachyon concentration or something like that against a standard and if you aren't deviating you don't get to use it uh okay so in that case that sounds more like a lockport thing then because that's this is more akin to a very strange medical facility than it is a theme park right so we're gonna go with uh lockport which is the uptown which is still where a lot of important businesses are but it's not nearly as much of a tourist trap as uh, buffalo is okay so when you get there and you would know this from how the thing works just to make sure that things are working properly, there are a trio of Agent Tom, Dick, and Jane robots there from the BTT. But like that's their only presence and their only reason for being there is to make sure that everything is hunky-dory because they do police time. And this is a time thing. Yeah, this, this is just a building full of space-time anomalies. They're all very stable, but... Yes, the regulatory body would be on site. Right, but um, unless you interact with them, they probably wouldn't interact with you outside of, hey, you've been in here too long, your time is up, etc. Please leave. Yeah, not at all. So the person at the front desk goes, hold on uh, one minute. Can you step back behind that yellow line, please? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Uh... Do we have permission to scan your body for tachyon missions? Please do. All right. Uh, and then he taps some stuff. There's a light that scans you down and then up. And then he goes, yep, looks like you're operating five months too slow. So you're here to fix that? Mm-hmm. All right. Um... You can, you can come on up to the desk now. I approach. All right. Uh, they pull out some paperwork. All right. You need to sign all this. And while you're doing that, I'll get your room ready. We'll, and then I'll uh, show you up to it in a moment. I uh, There are different accommodations. Considering this place gets primarily used by supers, you know, there are accommodation requests you can make. Okay. I ask for, like, minimize living facility, maximize training facility. All right, I'll take care of that. Uh, Anything else? Uh, I am going to need to be in and out. This, and I slowly raise the prosthesis, is new, and my engineer is going to need to check up on it every so often. All right, um, we can handle that. Um, 
How often do you want to be interrupted in real time? Hour, two every hour, every two hours? Uh, so I want to compress this as maximally as possible. So what's the shortest amount of time you can turn five months into? Five months is going to be about 12 hours at maximum. Okay. So... Um... I don't know. Probably... Give me once every three hours. Every three hours. All right. Got it. Um, anything else before I go uh, set up, or are you good? Um, just, you know... No, that should be it, actually. All right. Uh, cool. I'm going to go get everything set up. You go ahead and fill that out, and I will be back. Should be ready by the time you're done filling all that out. Um, if you need any help, just ask uh, one of the Tom, Dick, or Janes. <laughs> Alright, and then he uh, heads on off. And then... it He's very good at what he does and very good at timing it, so right as you're finishing filling out the paperwork, he comes back and just glances above your shoulder just to see how close you are to being done and, like... By that point, you just need to, like, initial and sign a couple places. So, you're basically good to go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Alright, let me double-check this real quick. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Oh, actually, um, it, this one's really hidden. Uh, you forgot to initial here. Everybody misses that one, though. I, I quickly read it. Like, I, I read everything, and that's why it took me so long. Yeah, it, it's just... One of those things that basically says that your information will not be sold and that you acknowledge that it will not be sold. Okay. Yeah. Yep, yep. Initial. Yep. All right. Cool. Uh, yep. Good to go. All right. Uh, he hands you a key card. You're on room 607. And uh, every three hours, I will come up, interrupt you, so that way you can go do your thing. Appreciate it. No problem. All right. Um, I do have like a duffel bag that's ju basically just a change of clothes. Okay. And yeah, when you get up to room 607, there is a small living area for you to like sleep and eat and stuff, but it is mostly like a training area for you. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. So, first thing I do is I sleep. Okay. I get a full night's sleep for the first time since I have returned from heaven. And that is the last time Robin sleeps for the next five months. From this point on, I'm just going to be hitting the refresh button every time. Okay. And oh boy, am I going to be training my ass off in here. So what I start with is movement. I, it's basically like Tai Chi forms because that's nice and slow. And that will get my prosthesis used to moving at the same rhythm as the rest of my body. Very gradual, just getting used to having it on me before I really get into the hard stuff. 
But a lot of that is automatic. A lot of that requires very little thought. So while that's going on, I'm going to develop my powers. And the first thing I'm doing... So... God's honest truth is that I don't actually really believe Gary when he says that he's a clone and that there are more of him and they might get out and be weapons. I don't actually believe that. But... On the chance that it's true, I don't enjoy the idea of having these living weapons being able to just locate me at will. So I need to make myself, if not undetectable, then at least very difficult to detect. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull all of my dimensional powers inward to a single point. I'm going to force it off of my skin, get my true natural skin color back, and concentrate it all into a single point in the middle of me. And then, because this whole time, ever since I first heard about how these powers work back when I was 17, 18 years old, I've been conceptualizing it as a hum. It is a, a, a sound. It has a frequency. And you can do things with frequencies. Specifically, you can phase shift them by pi and completely negate them. So I want to take a tiny bit of my power and form a shell around the point where I've concentrated everything inwards. And I want to phase shift it, pi, so that it negates. So I'm not taking anything in and I'm not putting anything out until I drop the shell. Okay. So, because you have basically unlimited time to test this, and I say basically unlimited is five months, whatever. I will say that you don't need to roll to do this, and how this is going to work from now on is that you, whenever Megalad wants to locate you, he has to roll blast, and you get to roll stealth. Which means you are going to have to build up your stealth score. So it might not be perfect at first, but you will be able to, in theory, hide it. Could I also roll blast instead of stealth? <laughs> if you make it a stunt. I'd probably have a slight advantage in that I actually know what I'm looking for, but it would definitely work on the others. Colin, I have so many stunts already. <sighs> Will you allow me to think about it? Yes. Okay. So All I'll right. either... So the, the choice you have is either you don't need to use it as a stunt, but you have to roll stealth, or you can use blast, but it's a, it's a stunt. Okay. Uh, would it be reasonable to declare that this gets rid of blur, like, altogether? Yes. 
actually cool that's a good that would be that would be my compromise for letting you be able to use blast you can you don't get to use blur anymore that's arbiter of how the power yes if it switches to taking anything in or putting anything out then nothing would work yep okay so the name of this trick is air gap and that is step one Basically, I force my power to have this be the default state. Okay. I will say that takes a while for you to train for it to be the default state. And by the time you are just about learning to finish that, about 37, 38 days have passed. So there's a knock at the door and uh, you hear the, the guy at the desk go, hey, it's been three real time hours. Um, you're, you're, you want to go do your thing? Can I just ask a question? Hmm. And I realise this is me being pedantic, but fuck it, it's my power set. Um, as well. Would doing this negate the bubbling cauldron of dimensional energy? I will probably be changing its name. It is certainly going to behave differently. Since the power is no longer under my skin and in my ears, unless mm-hmm. I tell it to be, I'm not going to be feeling that burning sensation, and I'm not going to be, like, hearing universes splitting off as choices are made. Okay, and one more question. Mm -hmm. If you're hiding all the energy, how are you refreshing? That's something I'm going to be working on the next time. Like, I've got a bunch of things I'm going to be working on here in my time. Okay. Sorry, I'm I'm being a bit pedantic, but... Perfectly valid questions. (laughs) So, yes, uh, given that I complete it right then, like, if it wasn't complete, I would ask him to, like, you know, uh, give me 30 more minutes. But if I've completed the power by that point, and I'm just, like, in the process of settling it, then I'm going to go to Angelo's. Okay. There you go through a bit of physical therapy, which, considering you've already spent a little over a month dealing with this, it's a little bit further along than it should be. So, um, primarily what he's going to be doing is uh, this. So, this arm was a loner. It's not like the high-end custom stuff he can do, so it doesn't have, like, adaptive AI inside of it. Okay. So, instead, what it does is it pulls a lot of user data off of, like, nerve translations and Angelo knows what it should look like versus what it actually looks like so he adjusts the arm's performance to match the user data Okay. and while I'm there I'm going to give him my mask okay and I'm going to tell him that I need a new headpiece. All right. Um, what did you have in mind? I, I, I'm gonna need this mask back, so don't don't break it. But all of the the physical and um, software capabilities. I've taken all the passwords off, so just analyze it. Fully, I don't have a form factor 
uh, done, ready, yet, and there's another thing I'm going to give you when the mask is done, when you're done with the mask. So just tell me when. Okay. I'll work on it. Um... How long are you spending, like, how long are your real-time spurts in the place? Three, three hours. Three hours. Not next time you leave, but the time after that, if I'm able to dedicate myself to this, which I should be able to unless someone comes in with an emergency, I should be able to figure something out. Sure. Six hours. And I'm going back to the hotel. Alright, what's the next 37 and a half days look like? Well, this next bit is probably not going to take up the whole thing. In fact, I feel like it absolutely shouldn't. Uh, the name of the trick is going to be Bellows. And, you know, Namtab asked, how are you using Refresh? The idea is, I drop the shell and just suck in an entire day's worth of dimensional energy in one shot store it, and then put the shell back up. Okay, yeah, that shouldn't take you the whole three hours slash month and change. Uh, so what else are you doing? I'll allow one more thing. Alright. So, after that is... How do I... Let me make sure that I'm remembering. So, it's around this time that, um because of the calibration and because of all of the exercise Robin is doing and because they they don't physically stop moving basically at any point, uh, they're getting to the point of where they're doing like MMA forms that they've drilled with Wesley. So they're, they're speeding up and they're putting more, more force, more energy into their movement. But the next skill is Again, Robin isn't entirely certain that Gary is going to be successful with this infiltration business, and he might need help. He might need an emergency evacuation, and he did say he would appreciate it if I was able to sense him. So I'm going to develop that next. The move is called Sense Organ, because that's literally what it is. You know, your skin, your eyes, your ears, your nose, your tongue, these are all sense organs. I am developing a sixth one, which is basically just checkup, but specifically four-dimensional energy. Okay. All right, and like I said, like, there's no point in making you roll because, like, all this is taking place over, to your perspective, months, so you have time to train it. So that one, I will say, also goes through. You don't have, you're not going to have to wait when the guy, because if it's anything to go by, the first time he came in, it was about 37 and a half days. Once you know it, another 37 and a half days goes by. There's another knock. It says, hey, it's been three hours. I don't reply. I just come out. All right. What Gary's getting on his plane journey, by the way, is um, you're pulsing quite a lot at this point quite quickly because of time dilation well you shouldn't be sensing anything now yeah no you no if you're using the power to sense other people that's dropping the shell isn't it 
Okay, yeah. So yeah. when I use it, you would definitely when, be able to sense back. And presumably, when you're taking any, when you're taking energy in, you're definitely sensible. Yes, be- that too. And bear, and bear in mind, this is happening over a course of hours, not actual days. Yeah. The signal from the hotel is a bit wacky right now. Yes, definitely. It's 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 very strange because I. To your perspective, I go completely dark for several minutes, and then I just like pull super bright. Hmm. Yeah. But I'm always sensing because, bear in mind, I'm looking for clones. Um. Yeah. I I just like to imagine like every once in a while, Gary like just turns to face east. Like, what the hell's happening? <laughs> anyway, so. The next round of physical therapy is done. Angelos is still working on your mask. Okay. Now for the big one. All right. Uh, By the way, basically the whole time uh, while I'm out with Angelo, while I'm out of the hotel this time, uh, I don't speak unless directly spoken to. If somebody asks me a question, I will answer in as few words as possible. But... I don't make conversation. All right. And so, yeah, now for the big one. So I need to be able to fight people equipped with Arundium. I need to be able to fight potentially a very large number of people with a varied skill set who are equipped with Arundium. And I can't just be throwing swap powers at them all the time. So, I need to develop a physical way of attacking them that does not involve my powers, or at least doesn't involve direct interaction of my powers and them. So, now it's time for the part where Colin probably makes me roll for this, because I am going to do some horseshit. If you're going to be doing horseshit, yes, I'm probably going to make you roll. Yeah. So, here's the thing. Robin didn't finish middle school, but their dad is an engineer, so they know some things. Like, for instance, uh, mass and gravity have a proportional relationship that is only one way. The higher your mass gets, the higher your gravity goes. But it doesn't work in the opposite direction. Robin, I, I would like to use my dimensional powers and the fact that they basically cause me and whatever I want to behave in whatever way I want to invert the direction of that relationship. I would like to make things more or less massive depending on gravity's effect on them. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to make you roll, but I'm going to make you roll, and it's going to be a fucking doozy. Give me a second. Like, I I already know I want the difficulty to be maximum, so it's going to be eight. I just don't know what I want you to fucking roll. Blast? This is blast. I'm doing all of this with my blast powers. Okay, yeah. Blast difficulty eight. Okay. All right. Oh, that's awful. That's an awful fucking start. Can okay. I just, well, so is the intention that you're doing martial arts to do all this, like swapping? Like, what, what, what's the actual? What's this look like? So, 
so the idea is, is that the way that I fly is I manipulate the gravity of my body. Mm-hmm. So what the intent of this is, is that by dropping the effect of gravity on my body using that technique I'm already pretty adept at, I will drop my mass to a very low number. And that means that I can accelerate to absolutely absurd speeds with very little applied force. Yes. But you'll also be a pushover in the other direction. Yeah, I know. But I will be moving so fast that I can't be retaliated against. For most people. I don't know. Mach 12 can probably throw hands with me. Um... I guess also in terms of physics, the second you're actually hitting that armor, you're going to... That armor is going to negate the power, so there would definitely be some feedback from that. Right, but the idea will be that... it. This is a practiced motion that I will be getting into over the course of the entire rest of my time here, which is dropping my gravity, accelerating into them, raising my gravity so that my mass is huge, and then, like, contacting them with parts of my body that aren't being augmented at all and doing something to them. Mostly a throw. Because I can hit them with a huge amount of force due to the fact that I am so massive. You're probably going to have to combine that with some kind of healing skill because you're going to break bones. Oh yeah, there will be, like, a physical augmentation part to this that I will be working on yeah like basically every time you use it i'm going to be like if you manage to get it to go off first of all because i this is a difficult role every time you use it you're probably going to be eating some sort of if not multiple physical stress uh shifts like just two boxes at once if not that then probably like a consequence at most, in at, at least probably like multiple shifts at once. That seems really hard considering this is just going to be a basic attack that I'll be hitting them with constantly. I'm not going to lie, it sounds like you're building a stunt. It does kind of sound No, like this, this is just a narrative thing where I'll be able to attack them with fight is the end of this, is I will have justification for hitting them with fight and overcoming the fact that I am very small, like physically. All right. Well, you don't get you don't get it the first time. Um, so here's what I'm going to do. Every roll is one week. So 37.5 minus seven. All right. So you can try again. You can try week two. It's still difficulty eight. I'm not going to lower the difficulty at all. OK, hopefully I'll get a good enough roll at some point that I could just hit a fate point at that. OK, four. Yeah. Um, now, I've got three wanna... more fate points. You got three more fate points, but you also have three more full attempts before you interrupt it again. Yeah, and that was a neutral roll. It can yep. probably get better than that. Let's see here. Yep. That's still a four. Okay, that's still a four. So you got two more full attempts left. Okay, that's a five. That's a five. So now I can succeed perfectly Yes. with fake points. So even though I'm going to have to change the name of this at some point, I'm still very aware of my of the dimensional energy. 
and I have enough ghosts in my head that I can get some of them to, like, I can offload some of the processing onto them. <laughs> Zombie ghosts, please teach me to fight. Basically. So you managed to get it within, like, three weeks, which is longer than a lot of the other stuff has been taking you, except for, like, the first thing, which is just which was trying to hide it, but you were mostly work like you got that pretty much right away. You were just mostly working rest to refine that. This is taking like full three weeks just to learn the fucking basics. Mm -hmm. And then uh, nine and a half days after that, uh, there's a another knock and he says, it's been three hours. Again, I do not speak. Uh, I know that Angela will be ready for me this time. So I make a very quick pit stop, teleport directly into the private area of the base, and retrieve the Project Refraction mask. And then I go to Angelo's. Okay. So what exactly was he doing with the uh, with the mask again? Just he's like doing a full analysis on it. Okay. To what end? Because I I wasn't quite clear on that. Like. I am going to have him ultimately combine all of the capabilities of my mask and the Project Refraction mask together into a new headpiece. Okay, alright. So, um, when you come back, he goes, Alright, I managed to finish it. Nobody, uh, nobody needed me today, so... Thanks. Yeah. Here's the next piece. Okay. There's no safeties. Okay. Again, this will probably take six hours, and honestly, uh, I will need a break at some point, so it will probably not be done until tomorrow. Sure. All right. And, uh, more physical therapy happens, and then you're off for the last stretch of your five months. Yep. So at this point, it's putting it all together into a single move. It's the shell is up. I drop it, take in a huge amount of energy, use that to drop my mass close to zero, accelerate while reinforcing my body, making contact with something driving my mass as high as I possibly can using gravity and then throwing that mass times acceleration into what I am touching with pure physical force. Yeah, you're just spending the last 37 and a half days just training with that, practicing that? Yeah, just right. doing that. There's one other thing. There's one other thing. So with that move completed, the name of it is Zero Point. But there's one other move, and its I feel like it's pretty simple. I want to be able to throw off blasts, bullets, like Gary does, but I want them to be invisible, and I want them to be uh, basically completely harmless. theres They could not ever damage anybody. I could shoot them at a baby, and they would not notice. The point is that they would have... Uh, velocities that I could swap with. 
So, you know, one of them is spinning, so I could give myself a rotational vector without having to spin my body. That kind of thing. Or it could be slightly shaped and moving in any direction, so I could swap my orientation with that so I could be facing left without having to physically turn my body. That kind of thing. Hmm. I'm debating if I want you to roll for that or not. Because Com combined with all the other stuff, that's a lot. So... I guess the question would be, would you be able to swap the velocity of bullets with other people? No, the, that's not the point of it. The, the point is changing my direction, not my velocity. It's just okay. giving me the ability to rotate or change which way I'm facing without having to physically turn. So I'm going to have you roll swap. However, since you're more comfortable using your swap powers, I'm going to say that even though this is still really hard to pull off an experimental, the difficulty is only, and I'm putting only in big quotation marks there, six. <laughs> okay. I roll a six. You roll a six. How's this sound? The first scene where you do this, like the first scene where you actually attempt to start doing this, uh, your attempts will be made at a minus one. And then after that, you'll have gotten it. It's just the one scene every time you do it will be minus one. Okay. Okay. As long as that sounds fair to you. Which I think I okay. will leave myself a note somewhere. Okay. This move's name, by the way, is Phantom Bullet. All right. And then by the end of it, uh, oh, good. There's one other thing that I want to say while I am in here. Mm -hmm. Over the course of these five months, Robin's mental health takes a nosedive. Every single intrusive thought that pops into their head they have nowhere to put it, so they just spiral inwards on it. Okay. I kind of want to make that a moderate consequence. Okay. Yeah, the, um... Like, it's not going away even if the consequence does. This right. is... This is around. Right. I just, I still kind of want to use, make it a moderate consequence just to like give it some more emphasis than just being a role-playing thing. Cause like, I, if, if you're okay with it, me just slamming you with a moderate consequence for this, that's fine. Like if you're not, yeah. I'll take it back. Okay. Um, I'm done. What should we name it? Backed up and no place to vent. <laughs> there we go. Emotionally backed up. Yeah. Emotionally backed up. So yeah, Robin is, at the end of this, mentally... Mm, it's a rough call whether this is the worst they've ever been or the second worst they've ever been. Worst being LA, obviously. Yeah, and the immediate aftermath of that, yeah. Alright, and wouldn't you know it, at the end, there's not even a knock at... Well, there is a courtesy knock at your door, but uh, this time it is opened, and they say, uh, it's up, you're done. Yeah, thanks. No problem. Back to Angelo's, get the last bit of configuration done. Yep. And at that 
point I get on my phone and I send Zero a text message saying, Reorientation complete. The reply you get is noted, your father is still here hoping to see you. It's been 12 it's, hours. It's been 12 hours. He wouldn't be there anymore. I told him it would be the evening, and he said, okay, I'll wait. Let's say that he left and then came back. Didn't realize that it would be this long, but evening, he came back around like six-ish. Yeah, he, he was there in the morning. Yes. He had 12 evening hours is 12 hours later. Yes. Didn't realize just how much 12 hours could really be. Next up is Sundog. Sundog. So, have you been spending your day after warming back up and drying out? Have you taken Tiffany to like some of the harder courses, or what have you been doing? I imagine it's been a series of go out, not so much eat shit, but, you know, ski, get cold, come in, warm up, go back She's- out definitely not doing anything higher than the beginner courses because at a plus zero to athletics there's really not much going on there for her but yeah uh and then it's getting late enough where she's like i'm hungry are you hungry yeah yeah i am hungry i could eat i could definitely eat what are you in the mood for i this place actually has a pretty good selection i think I'm gonna say soup or some hearty stew. Soup or stew? Um, yeah, I think there's a place like that, like in here, actually. Um, she like pulls up a map on her phone. She's like, "Yeah, this this place has pretty good reviews," and she just like hands it to you. You can come up with a name because you're much better at coming up with stupid names or. Either stupid or funny or both names uh, the, and I am. The Soup John B. I don't get it, which means it's probably funny. <laughs> so she's like, all right, yeah, let's go. And she just like takes you by the arm and walks with you. It's not that far away. She still like 100% is going to dress up in winter clothing because uh, it's snowing and cold out. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So when you get in there, it's just like a sort of like a sit yourself down and flag someone when you're ready sort of deal. So she sits down, she looks over at the menu and she goes, broccoli, cheddar, mac and cheese. That sounds good, actually. That's a soup. I don't think that counts as a soup. I guess if you make the macaroni and cheese real watery. Yeah. By the way, the sloop, the soup John V is nautical themed. This whole restaurant. The joke is the sloop John B. I don't get it. It's a monkey song. Okay. Or, was it? Or the Beach Boys? I think the Beach Boys. Yeah, the Beach Boys. Okay. I don't think I've. If I've heard that one, I probably don't remember it off the top of my head. 
so she's like, hmm, I don't know. Um, I just might be very basic and go with the French onion. I was actually thinking the French onion, too, and, like, the... the croquemans here. Go with it. Yeah, that sounds good. Just maximum cheesy. <laughs> so she eventually, like, gets someone to flag down, and they take your order about... 10 minutes later or so, he comes out and hands you the food and she takes a bite and she goes, you know what? This is not bad. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. I've had better French onion soups, but not many. This strikes up pretty high. Um, I would say that not top 10, but maybe... It, yeah, you're, you're right. It's it's not the best soup, but it's definitely up there. Yeah. Uh, can I bounce kind of a heavy question off of you? I know we're eating at the moment, but just this has been weighing on my mind. Uh, okay. So, my friend Gary, you probably know him as Mega Lad. Blue guy. Yes. Okay. That dude shoots lasers, flies, T poses, that whole thing. I recall T posing more than actually flying, but yeah. Okay, so you remember like five years ago where he died? Um, I think so. There was a big army that right. came out of the a hole in the sky. It's it was a whole thing. The circumstances are important. So he went in there, and we all kind of like assumed that he had died in there because. His whole thing. But anyway, he didn't die. And then he came back, and then another came back. So there were there were two Mega Lads. There was an old Mega Lad who had been, like, at the edge of the universe for, like, a billion years or something. And then there was a young Mega Lad who had been in Japan for five years. And uh, that was a whole event. Uh, the old Mega Lad turned out to be the real one. And then he died again for drills this time. And I'm still kind of processing that whole thing. Um, the young Megalad ended up being a clone. And he was cloned by like an evil society who I don't want to whole, talk a whole lot about because paranoia. Anyway, so he found out, you know, that he was a clone and that his memories of Japan were pretty much false, that he had implanted memories, and that he had planted code words in him, and he was basically like a Manchurian candidate kind of deal. And he's been investigating that. He's managed to, like, strip the Manchurian trigger words out of his head. Um, but he has basically no idea what he actually did for those five years he was... Well for however long he was a clone existing and he's been trying to figure it out and I'm just it's been like kind of like weighing on my mind is because he thought he was real he thought he was the real mega lad and then he isn't and then he was been used against his will without his knowledge without his memory to possibly do who knows what and I can't help but thinking, like, what if that was me? Would I even want to know what I had been doing? Would I just prefer to live in blit ignorance? Or would 
Would I want to know what I had done? Would I want to know who I was? And it's been gnawing at me. I'm just, I'm, I just want, I just want to, what would you do? Like, this is a whole hell of a thing to drop over dinner, but it's grinding at me. Like, it's like, it's just wearing it away. It's like wearing at me like a stone in a river. I can't stop thinking about it. Around the time you mentioned Sneaky clone, son of a bitch. Around the time you mentioned clone Megalad, her she she just started looking lost, and the longer you talked, the longer the more lost she looked. Hey, uh Sundog, this is the uh Megalad in your head. This is going oh, great. What's up? This is going <laughs> great. You, you should carry on. You're being really subtle. She uh Shut up. You got this, buddy. <laughs> She just like, um, okay. Um, I guess what it boils down to is I'm asking if that you knew there was a possibility that you might have done horrible shit and not remember it. Would you want to know that or would you just try to ignore it and move on, lift your life as you are now? I don't know. I think I would I try to like ignore it because that like. That would be like a different person, I guess. Like, and or like if you're redeeming yourself and like it's a different life or something. Like, the point is, like, I think it would just be better to ignore it. And like, if they know what they did and they're trying to move on from it, bringing it up might might be bad. And if like they don't know about it, then telling them in a in a situation like that could just do a lot of like irreversible damage. I think at that point you would need like some sort of therapist and not just like trying to ignore it or something i don't i don't know it's weird i hmm. yeah it's a it's a whole crazy situation now i'm still i'm personally leaning to i'd want to know what i did but i appreciate i understand and appreciate your perspective on this so again i'm sorry for dropping this like heavy conversation right at the start of our meal but it's just been like it's been bugging me Hey, Felix, do you think a French onion sandwich was really the best choice for a date? French onion soup. Oh, soup. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you, should, you should check your breath, mate. That's all I'm saying. She might notice. She's having it too, so... <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter what she We're both going to be stinky. You're zoning out now. What's going oh. on? Sorry. <laughs> I was just... Like I said, I was just kind of thinking. Sorry okay. about it. Uh, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. So... Let's talk about something not so philosophical yeah, let's, and let's that's that's weird. That's, How do you think they came up with French onion soup? Um, I actually watched a documentary about it. I think it's just like the it's like just like French dip, which is not named because it was made in France, but it's like a guy named French came really? up with a dip. Yeah. Huh. And then the scene moves on. <laughs> so that we don't have to talk about soup. 
Um, you should ask her about Pizza Tower. Has she played it? <laughs> Pizza Tower's been out for like three years. <laughs> but has she played yeah, it? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that game from four years ago. You should ask her. Anyway, um, so here's the question I want to know. Okay. We're not going to go into detail about it. But who makes the first move? And does Felix feel comfortable having sex with her? I mean, the whole point of that conversation was to kind of alleviate his own doubt about, like, what he was, if this was okay. Okay. So he's not going to make the first move, but he's not going to back away from this. So she definitely makes the first move and, in fact, also bought condoms. <laughs> Get well, fucked, Archibald. <laughs> I hope he's flinching wherever he is. Uh, Felix, you, you shouldn't actually say that out loud. Just in your head. <laughs> oh, oh, thanks. Yeah. More to the point, don't get fucked, Archibald. <laughs> Somewhere in Castora, Archibald squeezes a glass cup so hard that it shatters and he doesn't know why. No worse, he knows why. Uh, he throws it on the ground and says, What is a man? Not man, you. First, a supreme divine being inverts the positions of his dick and balls, and then this happens. <laughs> I forgot that you fucking did that. <laughs> He's definitely magic his way into fixing that. But no, man. are you kidding me? That you can't interfere with divine power. You can't even roll against it. You established this, Colin. Nothing can top this. No illusion, no magic, no surgery, nothing. His cock and balls are inverted. <laughs> this is a fact of the universe. I like that you were so excited about this that you were kind of clipping. <laughs> this one thing Cap cares about, it's inverted cock and balls. Yes. Super penis testicles. Dick and balls. Mm. Anyway, Felix boned. Yeah. Put it All on right. the board. So then, uh, that seems like a good place to finish, mostly because it's like. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I did not I need that up. Oh, Felix, Felix finished all right. I swear. I swear I didn't do that. I believe you, which makes it funnier. A Felix major milestone for everyone else minor. <laughs> Colin finishes prematurely. I swear I didn't do that on purpose. Fuck off. Christ. And this. Um, and, and. Everybody gets a mi minor milestone. Good night, everybody. Fuck you, ape. <laughs>